Hi, it's the girl out there right here with you. It's me, Cindy, coming at you every Friday morning talking all things metaphysical. Yep, I have some amazing guests lined up for you, as well as every other week you get to tune in to my best friend, Dear Diary, as she and I talk about all things, things about metaphysics, things about being moms and women in our 40s, and, you know, just the day-to-day thoughts in our own heads. I guarantee this is one podcast you don't want to miss. I truly believe there is a healthy balance between spirituality and the human world we're living in. And this is one podcast that ties it all together. Can't wait to get on this adventure with you. Hi, it's the girl out there right here with you. It's me, Cindy. And this week I am here with the amazing Amanda Panino. (laughs) And I am so excited for where this podcast is going to go because whenever I am with Amanda, our our chats can go from tears to laughter to um, oh, just way out there. So welcome, <laughs> Amanda. Hi, Cindy. You know, I am so thankful that you invited me on today because truly any opportunity I get to sit and chat with you is one that I, I, I just won't, I just won't pass it up. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And I really should share, um, because I'm for in so much gratitude for you because, um, I should share with everyone how we first met, which was on your podcast yes (laughs) and from that um my client base grew and my business grew truly overnight um and it was such a an amazing experience for me to see just how how speaking and sharing like that can can do such wonders so um if you want to talk a little bit about that first and then we can just go from there. Absolutely. Um, Well, you know, it was a real pleasure to have you on our podcast. Um, What was so great about it was that we came into this via a recommendation from one of our, one of my fellow hosts, Allie. She had met you and connected with you and and done a reading with you and spoke quite highly of you. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I am somebody who has always believed in the power of mediumship and, empaths and and psychic abilities and things like this and you know it was a real no-brainer for us to invite you as a guest but what I didn't expect was to have my socks completely blown off the way that they were um you know you you were mentioning you know you shared your whole story we got to hear all about how you got started and where you're at today and it's been a real gift to watch it blossom and grow into what it has been and at the very start you know you did a reading for all of us and one of the things that stands out completely to me is the fact that there was like an inside joke going on in my house with my man and I, and you flat out said the word that we joked about when you did my reading. And I was like, okay, all right, well, that's, that's me done then. I'm, you know, from then on, I was so eager to work a little closer with you. And of course, we've had our one-on-one since then. And, you know, I, I've even recommended you to my family and my friends and things like that. So it's been a real gift paying that forward to people I love because, you know, if I saw how much it, you know, rocked my world and it was, 
you know, an absolute gift to pay it forward to others. So that was a really great experience. And it's one that has completely catalyzed this friendship, which I, I cherish so much. So, you know, I just think that, you know, it was just an, it was enough for for us to know that that one word was was important enough and enough validation for us to to carry forward, right? And it was a word mm-hmm. that I I didn't even know if I wanted to share, and um, <laughs> and and that's so so important for me now to realize that to trust if I hear a silly word, um, that yes. I'm still gonna use it and 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 trust myself to say it. Uh, so that was so interesting for me when we we did that uh, first podcast together. And, um, and then- I'm glad you went with your gut, though, can I just say, because I mean, it was something that feels like kind of silly, but we were joking about the coffees we make in our house. And I was just laughing about saying, what is that little cafe latte that you're making in the corner? And cafe latte was the word that you said. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's so funny, because yeah. it's nothing I had shared online. It was just a joke between me and my man. And anyway, I'm, I'm so glad you went with your gut to say it out loud. Yeah, yes. And that's what I always say now when I'm if I'm mentoring somebody or doing something is always just say it even if it makes zero sense because it's not really what's going on for me it's what's going on for the person you're working with and right. um, and that's uh what it what it what it means and yes um and so the reason I really asked uh for you to come on well is because um you pop into my head quite often and I'll be like hi Amanda just wanted to <laughs> send you a note or hi Amanda and um and so I just, it's because your story is so vibrant and, um, I really feel that people can connect with you, um, and, and how you, where you are today, but also where you've, where your journey, uh, started from or bits and pieces of it. Um, and so if you wanted to tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing now, um, but maybe where you were five years ago too. That's a really great question, and I'm happy to dive in. So it is; it does feel like a long journey that I've been on. And, I mean, today it seems like, you know, this is an, a strange world that we live in, right? So we're all navigating our own emotions and our own experiences. But I can wholeheartedly say that a lot of what I have navigated years ago leading up to now have been a real... Um, set of tools in my arsenal to be able to navigate what's going on in a really sound, really reflective, really profound way in ways that I I didn't have as a perspective prior to all the ebbs and flows and all the ups and downs. And if you're listening to this and you're in an, an ebb or a flow of your own journey, just allow yourself to be curious enough to a- to ask what it's teaching you and why you needed to learn it. Because I'm telling you, if you're willing to do that, you're, I mean, you will be able to surf those waves rather than drown in them. And, you know, I, I want to share that um, that's okay. You know, it's okay to, to be learning how to surf as we go. But my journey starts as um, a physical and health education teacher. I was a phys ed teacher for a couple of years. I'm from Montreal, Quebec, um, currently six years living out West here in Vancouver. And, you know, when I was teaching, I found myself thinking that burnout was normal. I thought that spreading myself thin was the only way to work. I thought that bending over backwards for any sort of boss or um, authority figure was more valuable than, you know, pleasing myself, bending over backwards for myself and my dreams and my vision and even my health. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of where things started off for me was that I neglected my health so much that 
I felt uncomfortable in my physical being. I had the lowest self-esteem I'd ever had. And it was to the point where I couldn't even do the demos for my students. Like if I needed to show them how to do the obstacle course that day or how to perform that move, I would just get my best student and have them highlight it. And I would walk the class through it. And I was like, wow, I'm getting wind and going up and down the stairs. You know, I'm clearly not even taking care of myself and I'm a physical and health educator. So talk about feeling like, you know, Oh, just not putting your money where your mouth is, right? I mean, I'm there preaching a healthy lifestyle to these incredible kids. And I would go home and do the exact opposite. I was sedentary. I was scrolling social media. And I was avoiding every emotion in any way possible. That's either with drinking or food or or with sleeping, you know, just ways to avoid myself, basically. And I'm sure you know that that can get you into a little bit of trouble because the further you know, along that you do that, the further you get away from, from yourself. Mm-hmm. And it sort of led me to this path of exploring my own health and well-being, moving daily, um, trying to understand what I was putting into my body, trying to swap the radio and turn my car into a university on wheels and just plug in audiobooks and personal development books and things like that on my drive into work. And, you know, soon enough, it really, it changed my reality because I realized I was worth my own time, energy, and effort. I was mm. worth pouring into myself. I didn't deserve to be the last on my list because who was really getting the best of me when I was at the bottom? So oh, that's good. It, it just opened my eyes to how vital that was. And soon, you know, my students started to notice I was healthier. The staff started to notice, like the janitor, everybody noticed, even the parents of my students. And um, sure enough, I it, it sort of led into this um, what is now almost eight years later, my own online health and well-being business in which I help women embrace their lives to live a life that helps them feel lit up, alive, aligned, and living vibrantly. Because that's exact. and you said the words that I live a vibrant life and that made me feel so happy because that's truly what I try to impart. It's how I try to mentor and guide my clients and it's really the basis of where I operate from is starting from taking care of your well-being. And that's sort of where things kicked off. And of course, there's more journey to that. But that was where everything sort of began for me. Uh, that's so incredible and incredible to note. Um, and I'm I, I, so exciting, too. Um, and also to know that you are very aware there's more for you, right? That you always know there's another door for you. Like you're always curious about what else there might be for you. And I love that about you, that you're you're seeking more for yourself and aware when you need to um, kind of go inside. And th- that that piece of you that goes, well, right now I'm feeling this uh, and I'm, I'm feeling like I might be taking on too much. Like, um, if that makes sense, uh, yes. you're very self-aware is what I've taken from you in the time that we've been working together and, and talking and connecting. Um, so what, was there a trigger point for you when you're saying that the unit, your, your van became the universe? Like, what was it for you that you went, wow, like I, I, I really need to stop. Like, I think that's when some people say that they want to change, but it's, it's so hard. It is. It's, you know, it's literally creating new, you know, neural pathways in your own brain to create a new habit, to create a new thought process, to create a new reaction. All of those things, you know, for me, it was, I was a chronic people pleaser. If there was somebody who would become upset by my decisions or who 
you know, intimidated me or made me anxious. I did everything to make sure that they were happy and for me to avoid the confrontation, even if it meant me standing in the shadows of that person. Mm. I was somebody who, you know, always had the knee jerk reaction. I never took the time, you know, I'm a standard Aries, everything you read about an Aries at fire sign, you know, hot headed a little bit stubborn, almost to their detriment. Like I definitely have those traits about me, but I don't need to be dictated by any labels. And I think these difficult things that I've gone through has taught me that it's okay for me to process the thought. It's okay for me to ask how I want to feel because when's the last time you even asked yourself that? And it's powerful for me to say that I just didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't yeah. deserve to feel like that. And that by that, I mean the very bottom of my list, willing to please you before me, having no clear and or healthy boundaries with how people treated me, um, That be that in a workspace, be that in a relationship, be that with friendships that were not fulfilling. Um, I never asked for what I wanted. And after a while, I was like, how long am I going to do this? Because this doesn't feel good. And this can't be the everyday forever from here on out, you know? Um, but it's a very that's a very vulnerable state to be in. There is nothing more courageous than being able to look in that mirror and say, you know, I'm fabulous, but it's not aligning with how I feel. And I deserve to make the changes that will create that for me. I, I deserve the time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, energy, investment. And so it's, it's just became this slow one day at a time, whether it was that day, I did move my body instead of you know, binging three hours of Netflix. It was, yeah. you know, having that difficult conversation or ending that toxic, toxic friendship. If every time we left a conversation, I felt like shit or that all we did was gossip. That yeah. doesn't serve me. And, and really, what kind of vibration do I send out into the universe when I do shit like that, right? So yeah. it was not, not eating in the staff room anymore. And instead, working on building my online business from my office near the gym, and knowing that that was a sacrifice I was willing to make because unfortunately, you know, teachers are underpaid. Teachers are burnt out. Teachers are working multiple jobs. They're exhausted. And that's not even talking about what's been going on in the last year. So imagine a staff room vibe, you know, um, to no fault of their own. After a while, negativity can just linger in the air. And I didn't want to participate in that anymore. So, you know, I think it was just saying does this align with the way that I want the vibe to be in my life? Right. Because I know I'm a life-loving, fun-loving, le like lesson-loving person. Like I love to learn. I love to grow. And if I'm not doing those things, I'm never my best self. And I'm always further away from the optimal version of me. And so it was that line in the sand. And I think once you, and I always say this to my clients, like when you're ready, you will. And nothing yeah. will stop you. Nothing will get in your way, not even your own damn self. And that's a really powerful place to be in. And the beautiful part is that you can reach that, like I said, whenever you're ready. Yes. And I love all of that. And I think um, I was saying that actually too in an, 
a previous podcast, which is going to air is um, that you, you can have clients that come in and you can talk to them and you can provide all the options in the world, but truly it will not matter when you are ready yourself and only you alone that is when the time comes, right? So we can go out sourcing things, we can look at things, but it's not until you can truly feel it in your heart of hearts yourself that change will arise within you. Um, I couldn't agree more. You know, think about like an ex, think about an ex-boyfriend. Every single friend you ever had told you to get out of that. (laughs) And then it wasn't until you were ready to end, or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like you end that relationship and you just say, I'm ready to not be in this. I am ready. Not because nine people, your mom, your neighbor, your aunt, everybody told you that it wasn't a good fit for you. It will only end when you realize it's not a good fit for you. Because at the end of the day, the only approval you need is your own. And it just becomes a question of when, when do you start self-approving? Exactly. And, and I think that's the thing we, we will make excuses until we're ready. Yes. Um, and, um, and so when it's coming to your um, business, uh, what would you think is the, uh, and we can, do you want to share a little bit about what your, your wellness business is? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I help women get started with an at-home movement program, diving into mental well-being, self-care, a lot of book recommendations on how to get into the best flow for their mindset in terms of deciding to make this change. So that's incorporating movement into their day. That's incorporating some sort of personal development into their day. That's, a, that's being a conscious consumer. And I don't only mean food, though we absolutely discuss nutrition, but I mean, what are you scrolling through? What are you reading every day? Who, what are the conversations that you have? Because these are all things you consume right? Like your social media feed is something that you literally download into your brain and likely ruminate over for hours. And so we we discuss all of these topics, including, um, you know, the best way for what their lifestyle is. You know, everybody has something going on, whether they're a parent or they're working full time and a parent, or, um, you know, maybe they just have fur babies or they have a significant Mm -hmm. other. Um, They're working multiple jobs. It can be a lot to navigate and it can be a difficult decision at first to realize you you need to be on that to-do list. But that's what we focus on is I try to say that this is, well, I, I'm always teaching that it's not just about getting a workout in and that's the thing mm-hmm. that's going to solve your problems because you could go take a jog down the street for free. The real thing that is going to help impact your life is the support of a community, the ability to decide as an individual that you deserve this time and then asking yourself, what are the things that I need to focus on? So for some people, they have the movement part down. That is so simple for them, but perhaps it's the uh, mindset where they're never cheering themselves on. So we'll dive deeper into that. For others, Mm -hmm. it's about their nutrition or for others, it's about their um, spousal support and how that impacts their ability to make decisions. And so, you know, I'm, I'm coaching them through their mindset, their, their movement, their well-being, um, their mental health, um, anything that I can to help guide them in a way and, and cheer them on as well. Like I would say that I'm definitely a cheerleader for, for whatever they need, because, Oftentimes we forget that we need to be in our corner, but that takes time to learn how to do. So um, it's been it's been really amazing. Different types of movement, workouts, fitness, nutrition, um, an online community that is just I mean, it's been thousands of lives later all these years in and 
it's pretty remarkable to see what can happen with just you deciding to change your life. And, and that's something I love to lead with as well. It's especially if you have family and loved ones, the things that you do, while yes, you're doing them for you, do not neglect the fact that there is a ripple effect to your every action. I am a yes. better significant other. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better friend. And I'm a better me to me because I gave myself the time of day. And mm. these, oh. are, these are things I love to share with my clients. So really, it's all encompassing in terms of wellness. Um, I'm, I've never just been like two-dimensional with food and fitness is the only way to change your life. Because I know from having struggled with anxiety and depression and needing to see a cognitive behavioral therapist and so much more that it's deeper than that. And that's how you make mm. a lifelong lasting change to live vibrantly. Wow. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> it's fun. It's my favorite. I just, I, I, I love what I do. That's for sure. I'm quite passionate about it. Yes. And so, and I must say so solid, even like since we've, I've talked to you last, like it's, it's, it feels like you have come to this really solid knowing now um, of all things you. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, you and I came into each other's lives in a, in a really interesting time and space. I mean, it's been, look, and you know, that'll be again, I reserve the right to be fluid and that that will happen again. You know what I mean? Like there, there will be times when um, it doesn't sound so confident or or the belief waivers and it isn't because of lack of love for the mission but because you're not even the same person you were 15 minutes ago so of course we are always evolving and um you know thankfully i've i've been um you know lucky enough to have been listening to my heart and my gut and so it has been years of passion regarding this but of course there are times where you think well i suck at this what do i have to offer how can anybody see value in what i share this story doesn't matter but you know obviously those are inner gremlins as brene brown likes to say and and mm -hmm. yeah i think you and i um collided in a space where i was sort of battling with those gremlins again a little bit yeah definitely well, it's interesting that you say that because I, I even to be honest, and you know me, honest as I can get. Yes. Um, I, uh, I had, I had a client who, um, I said, oh, you're going to be pregnant by February, and sure enough, February came and she was pregnant. Wow. And she called to say, I'm pregnant, and then she said, is it a boy or a girl? And I said, um, I, I'm sensing a girl. And sure enough, uh, come April, she said, oh, it's a boy. And I spiraled because I thought, what does that mean? I don't understand. I must not be, I must not be good at what I'm doing. And I had, I did, I truly had a day where I went into self-doubt and I thought I'm sharing information that's not correct. And how could this be? And so I immediately, um, but this was my immediate first thought was, oh, well, how really in this day and age, how could we be giving um, boy girl information out because we're so gender neutral now? I, I, who knows what her child will end up being, right? It's true, very true. It, there, it's, there's and a lot of nuance. There's a lot of nuances nowadays. So I, I sent a note to my uh, mentor and said, said to her, look, I'm having this panic. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. And uh, she said, well, you know, this is one response to one person and also she said I will no longer give any um any information about boy girl to anyone because of the fact that we are now in a generation where 
we we will no longer be knowing anybody's outcome like we were in in the previous decades and I thought well there you go there you but, go but I think that's where you and you and I and everyone we will always hold some self-doubt in ourselves and that is that is just the the process of our journey uh and as we learn more then suddenly as we learn more we question well what does this mean how does this how does this fit into us and then we become a little more solid again and then we have to have a little more self-doubt in order to push us to the next level and that's just how we continue to drive who we are right absolutely yeah and so what keeps coming up while you keep talking, so I have to just ask it, is all about um, the beauty and joy of your artistic side, which comes, I think, into the work you do and the passion that you have and probably why so many people are drawn to you because you are so creative and passionate. But um, and I'm, I'm sure people are going to to follow you. I mean, you have so many that follow you, but after they hear this podcast is your painting and what happens when you paint? Oh, wow. Thanks for asking about this. I mean, I, I can remember as far back as like four or five years old and just loving drawing. I mean, drawing got me through um, my most difficult nights. It got me through my, you know, my biggest heartbreaks. It got me through my highest highs. It taught me so much about being in the flow. And I think that that's sort of the feeling that it is, but it shouldn't always be completely romanticized, right? Because the mm -hmm. artist process, which I'm sure you know, because you have that, that, that part in your personality as well as an artist is that it absolutely can be a roller coaster ride of self doubt a whole the whole way. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's you start the painting and you think, yes, this idea is the best. It's going to be so great. And then more strokes, you start painting. You're like, oh, okay, well, I can't quite make it out anymore, but I think we're doing okay. <laughs> and then you get a little further, and you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever made ever, and I need to quit while I'm ahead. But if what I found is that if you're willing to go beyond that point, there's a certain threshold where you come out on the other side and you're like, holy shit, I'm incredible. <laughs> and, it's, and it's this whole like, you know, cocoon to butterfly transformation with one painting of a rainbow. Like it doesn't even need to be something um, so detailed or elaborate. I mean, not even with meticulous detail. It literally just is, it's almost like this act of faith of trusting that, trusting yourself to create without judgment. And I think that alone is the part that both compels me and repels me because it, depending on the mood I'm in, if I'm feeling particularly crafty and creative and daring and ready to, to try, I'm willing to embrace that artistic roller coaster. But in other instances, it can be the thing that terrifies me. And, you know, I, I lost it for a little while when I was battling with depression. I couldn't pick up the paintbrush. I felt incredibly sad. And, and I found that I, it, it, it is something that bubbles up for me in an even more intense way when I'm excited. And so, you know, I've had to learn as well that it's okay for it to be a creative outlet and however I need it because meditation just doesn't, doesn't need to just mean you sitting on a mat and oming to yourself. It can be no. through moving like dancing or lifting a weight. It can be through taking a walk in your park. It can be while painting with a paintbrush. So yeah, I think that that's sort of the feeling for me is, is that it's a whole experience all rolled into one little blank canvas. <laughs> 
And I, I just, I love that. And I love listening to you say that because I, I'm not, um, well, I shouldn't say this. I watch you dance and go, gosh, wow, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Thank and, you. And if you were to watch me dance, you'd say, nailed it. Um, yep. Because <laughs> it, it's not, love. it's kind of like the nailed it on Pinterest. Like it, it, yeah. you and I dance together, it, right? It's like when I say to you, I'm going to try to curl my hair like you did. And, uh, and you did it. You did it. Did Don't do it. you, do not use that as an excuse, everybody. Listen, I posted a reel on my Instagram one day this summer and Cindy got a, sent me a message and was like, I need to make that hair happen. How did you do that? And I said, watch this reel. And sure enough, a few days later, I received a message of, um, I nailed it. And I think you literally said the words nail it. So <laughs> yeah. see, you see that doubt. <laughs> I can't nail it. But I do realize that um, meditation for me is that some days I, um, I really just need to kitchen dance. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it for me is the most amazing way for me to get through something. It can be for me just to process the day. And uh, I'm like, oh, I just need to turn that song on. And five minutes later, it's like everything washes away. Yeah. And, and I think that's what people kind of forget. Like, I'll say that to people. Oh, just, you know what? Turn on some great 90s tunes. Forget everything else and dance it out. Like, get that that right to the root of your feet and we we that's why we used to love to go dancing right yes and and so I watch some of your your videos and think like yes that is her meditating yes it's so true I mean given that you know dancing is something that it's it's something that can whether you are a dancer or not and I'm not make no mistake I've had two left feet my whole life but as I was sort of crawling my way through depression, I just started to, I decided to start taking like sassy dance classes, basically to reclaim my, my inner divine feminine that I had pushed and stuffed so far away, living in, you know, my masculine energy in such a way that, you know, it was, if I'm not strong, then I'm weak. If I'm emotional, then I'm powerless. Like all these narratives. I don't know why I let myself get in there. Well, actually I do. It was a bad breakup. And it was things like that, that were told to me, which I bought and believed. And, you know, dancing became a way for me to say, actually, my body is mine. Actually, my mind is mine. And actually I'm allowed to be taking up all the damn space. And if you don't like it, then there's a whole other corner of the world you can go to, but excuse me while I light up my own. And that felt pretty empowering. And so, yeah, I mean, I enjoy doing a little dancing um, in a not so serious way, but sort of like you said, it's such a great way to reconnect with yourself. Kitchen dancing, um, you know, just allowing yourself to throw on a playlist of whatever music speaks to you, like just those vibration alone, they'll they'll move you. So that's some great advice that you share. I can stand by that. And I, uh, and what comes up for me is, and I say this to people is, and you'll love this, I know you will, is uh, to sit quietly and, and rather than when the playlist is in front of you, you say, okay, what song, like ask it to the universe, pick a song for me, and then you just hit shuffle. Mm, I love that. And then allow that. the song to come to you. And it's so amazing because then you just, rather than you picking you know, the playlist, you're just like, okay, universe, what song is for me? And then you just go shuffle. 
and the next song arrives and you'll be amazed at what arrives. Well, I think that that's a really great exercise because, you know, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well. Like you're, you occupy an online space now, especially starting your podcast and things like that. You know, so often when people like people aren't bored anymore, people will just scroll social media instead and pick, Pick a platform yeah. of choice and someone is scrolling it. And I'm absolutely guilty of that. And so yes. it ends up being that you, you don't dance anymore, not because you don't have the time, but because you don't choose it to be so, or yes. you don't paint or do that hobby or fine. You don't have that hobby. Then you're not, then you're not going outside or gardening or um, planting a plant in your house or reading that book. Like anything that requires us to be offline a little bit is like asking you to jump off an overpass. It's like, it's yeah. like, it's like unheard of. You get, the, there's like an anxiety to, you know, separation anxiety from the, like the device itself. It's pretty wild, the conditioning that we're experiencing. And it's something I'm very in tune with at the moment that while I, I love all this online connection and it has brought me some pretty rad people into my life, I, I would be remiss if I didn't admit that I would happily go you know live in a forest somewhere offline (laughs) and dance without anyone knowing it happened you know there's definitely a juxtaposition there well like I said I agree because I said we have three nervous systems I think I I said this to you when I was doing that four week thing with you yes um that we have the three nervous systems but we now have a fourth oh sure and the fourth and the fourth nervous system is our phone oh yeah and right yeah. and, it, and it's one and you know when we think about our blood and our ner- right like all of that that's our three nervous systems that we're all aware of but what people are really not aware of is that we have a complete fourth nervous system which actually makes us nervous mm-hmm. um but it is it's our phone yeah and it's our it's our social it's our you know it's what we 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 google rather than go within to think yes um we've we've completely attached it to the end of our hand and we cannot unattach from it like like you know now it's just I try when I want to go for a walk it's just the phone remains in the drawer or you know there's certain times now where I'll say you know I I can put my stuff up on social media because I do I love it but I also then don't want to scroll it which I then kind of kind of think like oh I'm being disrespectful but I try to really have certain times of the day where I will will go and try to figure out which things I want to look at but I cannot go on it for too long because my mind will explode um because it is it's it's our it's our fourth nervous system yeah so really really trying to make sure we um, we know that the most important person at all times that we check in with first is ourselves. A hundred percent. And I think you said something really powerful too, which was, you know, you, you want to create the content, you want to put it up so that it can reach the people that you're passionate about helping to impact their lives. I stand by that a hundred percent. I think the struggle becomes when we start to trick ourselves into thinking like what you just said, which was that it's disrespectful that you don't then scroll, let's say, or or consume. There's a big difference between creating the content. You're there for a purpose. Perhaps it's part of your business. Perhaps it's part of your life's mission. Like, like just to reach more people than you could geographically speaking, like in your neighborhood, whatever. I mean, you know why you're on, right? But when it becomes the scrolling thing and having to feel bad about not doing that, the only person you need to respect in terms of social media and your relationship with it is you. And that doesn't mean you're going into people's pages and and being um, completely awful to them when you comment. That's not what I'm saying. What I mean is you have to 
respect the boundary you create with social media. And if the boundary you create is I'm here to share whatever lesson or offering I have for the day, and it's now time for me to engage with those who engage with me, maybe five or 10 minutes, but then I'm okay with logging yeah. off. And, and that's okay too. You know, I think that you come back in a better headspace tomorrow when you're willing to respect yourself above all else on, on your relationship with social, but it's not easy, is it? Yes. Do they make it hard? No. <laughs> is it, they, yes. But that's where I think I've set my intention to, for me. And this might be of use to other people, maybe not, but I, I try to set it where I'm like, I, um, I go on at, between 6 6 a.m that's just the time that works for me 6 a.m to about 7 on or off like I'll check it mostly and then I go on again in the afternoon and once again in the evening and it's just healthier for me to just make sure that you know that I can go and check but if I go on throughout the day it's just far too much for me yeah so unless I know that that's something that the way I'm going to connect with somebody right for a message I just can't scroll it and um, so each of us have our own boundaries and it's not that mine is the better way. That's just the way I've maintained it for myself um, because going down the rabbit hole of it, I, I have, I'm like, I just, I was just in there for four hours. How do I get back? Out? I know. And it becomes like this vortex that you get sucked into of page after page after tagged photo after reel after this. And I yes. know, how did I get here? This, <laughs> yeah, we've, I don't even know. No, where I and we've all been there. And I think it's completely yeah. normal. I just think perhaps in a, in a year where we've been more virtually connected than ever it has come at a cost of being more emotionally disconnected potentially from ourselves because we're comparing a lot versus getting out there and traveling and going to the event and meeting up with that friend or going for supper and and putting the phone away in moments where we might have um i mean i certainly know that that's true for me and this june i think it was not too far off when we were chatting and stuff like I, I had to do the same. It was, okay, weekends are, are now off limits for me, you know, social wise. And that includes creating. That includes creating in the sense of up until maybe Saturday afternoon-ish, then afternoon on, I'm like, I'll see you Monday. <laughs> if any, I love yes, that. because I'm like, you know, I, I, am, I show up every day and I have every day for nearly, for nearly eight years straight, straight. And I mean, what job do you have that you haven't taken a day off, right? And that doesn't make yeah. sense. And so, you know, I, I realized if I have a client who'd like to work with me and they, you know, can't wait until the Monday when I get back to my email inbox, then perhaps it wasn't aligned for us because I, I deserve the rest as well. I need the break too. So that on that day, when I come back to work, I am everything and more for those that I'm hoping to work with. So, you know, that has been a bit of an ego moment that I've had to take a step back from is okay. Saturday afternoon onward, you don't need to know what I ate today. I'm off. Bye. Like, I, I won't yes. be creating shit all for anybody other than creating my reality in my house, in my life. And it's been a real he- mental health help. I can promise you that. So what would be, um, and just, just to think about what would be the one, if you could think of one thing, what habit, habit forming, not habit forming, what would be one habit that you have created um, has really altered uh, your life that, you know, is now, now really part of your daily life. I know that's a sentence. I'm. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm gonna I think it's it. two things. I think the number okay. one, one was, is 
And I mean, I guess this could all boil down to just this point, but it's being committed to being a daily student. You know, as a former teacher, I know that the best seat in the house is the student. I, I learned more from my students than I'm willing to bet that I taught them. And they grew from the first day of school to the last with every day that we got to be together by sheer willingness to absorb whatever I taught with them, whatever their other teachers did, whatever their classmates had to offer, whatever life gave them that day. And I think when I was so hellbent on being on autopilot, instead of being open to learning more, I fell further from me. Mm. So the powerful thing is be willing to learn something every day. Be willing to be uncomfortable while you learn it and be willing to suck as you're learning it. Because, you know, <laughs> if it's if it's today that you pick up a personal development book that teaches you how to set healthy boundaries, do you not think you're going to have mega anxiety if you're somebody who's been a chronic people pleaser? Of course you will. But yeah. won't your life improve beyond wildly beyond measure if you did learn to start saying no without explanation, without an LOL and without an explanation point at the end? <laughs> that to me yeah. is, is I think the number one thing. And am I perfect at this? Of course not. You're unmotivated. There are some days where you find yourself laying in bed longer than you'd like, or, you know, not having that difficult conversation or not being willing to go beyond where you're at. And that's, that's okay too. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm not flirting with the idea that hustle culture is the only way to live. Cause I don't subscribe to that either. I think that that's toxic and detracts from presence and gratitude and in the moment peace with where you're at but what I am willing to say mm -hmm. is the one habit that has helped me get from where I was in 2013 when this journey started for me till today it's that I have been willing to learn no matter how long it's taken me no matter how bad I fucked up no matter um, whether it looked pretty or not or or if it was perfect or not if it was done it was better than perfect as long as I was willing to take what it taught me and apply it compounded over time. I think that's the biggest thing. Ah, uh, that is the, the <laughs> best. The best. I'm glad. I'm glad that that could be helpful. I mean, I was going to go into oh. habits or routines and stuff, but seriously, I, no, I think no. it's the mindset. Yeah. I think it's your, it's the, the attitude, the, the mindset. Yeah. Again, it all starts with your mental, your mental aspect, I think. Yeah. Oh, Amanda, like, we've we've <laughs> just that time just flew we could talk by. for hours i i know this we with my eyes closed yes. yes i know <laughs> so where can people reach you um if they want to connect for more you can absolutely connect with me on my website at amandapanino.com you can also check me out on social like cindy was saying i definitely hang out there um it's amanda.panino and that's the username that I have for either TikTok or Instagram. Um, you know, those are the places I probably hang out the most. And yeah, I mean, those are those are my favorite spaces to to be on on social. If you want to listen to my podcast, it's called Let's Put the Rad and Radical. Cindy knows that I run that with my dear friends Arena and Ali. And um, yeah, it's a great a great time. And we can't wait to have you back, Cindy. So get ready because we're going to oh, pack yeah. your calendar. I know. <laughs> 
I love it. And, and yes, and they are great. And it's such a good podcast. Thank and, you. Uh, and, and you guys helped me to start this one. So um, I so appreciate all, all of you. And, uh, and I, and as soon as they go to find you, they will see your beautiful purple <laughs> hair. And I want you to know, I tried to dye mine and it's just, Oh, lost. did you, did you try to dye it in the end? Wasn't it pink that you wanted? <laughs> I wanted to go purple and uh, surprise you and it. Oh, so, there we go. Well, you know what? You are a, a gem, it. and and I'm confident that you're rocking the color that you that you gained. That is a, a confident statement. Thank you. You're so welcome. Well, I cannot wait to see you in person. Same. And. I really, I just, uh, I appreciate you so much. And you know that I'll just send you a random note right when And I'm did. always thankful for them. I'm telling you, everybody, when I say that my mind wanders to think about Cindy, all of a sudden, like clockwork, she's in my inbox. And it's the most remarkable thing. Cindy, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Have a great thank day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you so much for being with us today on this Friday. I hope you had a great cup of bliss with us and that you uh, walk away with some little nuggets or a whole whack of information that you will find useful in your life. That's my hope for these podcasts, that they are useful, informative, and also really fun. You can find me at www.blissfulintuitive.com and on Instagram at Blissful Intuitive. I try to make it intuitive. (laughs) I hope you have a really wonderful day and a really wonderful weekend. A little thought, buy yourself something special. Maybe perhaps it's a bouquet of flowers or maybe some cozy socks for your special feet that have carried you so far this week or perhaps this year. And lean in. Lean into somebody special and look, really look. Have a great, great week. And I'll see you next, see ya next week.